We love hip hop. Small world, Toronto. Oh my god, it's a little, little pocket. <laughs> yeah, literally, everyone, everyone knows everybody. Can we playing games out here? Don't play with the city. <laughs> it's a small world. Yeah, very small. And like the more you get into like the different like fields and like niches, mm-hmm. it's even more and more small. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And now oh, I'm a yeah. social worker too. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing some real work around here. <laughs> yeah, being able to take like the actual talents and put them into like activism work. It's a a unique opportunity, eh? It's a very, very unique opportunity. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just getting started now. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, now we can get into it. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us who you are. Let us know. We have here today with us. Yeah, we ready inside. The lights are on. (laughs) We're going. (laughs) We inside. (laughs) Damn. I got too comfortable. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, who am I? Okay. Yeah. I'm rare. Hey. Miss one of a kind. So divine. And a hard to find goddess. Goddamn. And I'm a Toronto <laughs> born and raised creative. Um, grew up facing a lot of barriers, but it did not stop me from striving for success. Yeah. Can't let things stop you. Can't let your circumstances, your environment, your family, any of that stop you from uh, what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you discover, I guess, these talents that be able to propel you forward? Mm-hmm. When did you discover them? And Ooh. we'll get back to the obstacles. We'll get back to that. But yeah, yeah. I want to know, where did you find that uh, Ignite? Uh, started a long time ago when my mom did not like using the Kodak camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so I would always be the family photographer. Okay. They would always pass me the the back in the days of Kodak. We had you know the little disposables, and um yeah, she I would always be the one like shooting like the the fresh bread when it got out the oven okay. and the flowers in the garden and when we went out and everything and there was those cute little things that like I felt special in my family to be like oh I, I captured the memories. So from that pathway of photography, I continued to do that until like end of middle school, high school, um, dip my hands into um, digital photographies. OK, so I grew up not having a lot and everything. So I uh, hustled doing a newspaper route when I was younger. And that's when I bought my first point and point and shoot camera. How early did you have to wake up? Oh, no, it was afternoon shift. Oh, okay. I about that. I wasn't about that life back in the days. I, I, was, I know. <laughs> That's an early route. No, nah, I was just okay. trying to ride my bike and enjoy my life. But so even since side, like you were young, you just kind of had this mentality of these are the things that I want or need to provide. And yeah. this time I'm going to get it. Yeah. But like also like not having much in your house. Like I came from like bread and butter canned food broke. So um, yeah, we were destined. I was so destined to be like, oh, um, if my mom's busy working, everyone's busy working in the house. Why? I should be working too. Yeah. What, what can I do? How do I, I did, contribute? Yeah, I was doing bake sales. I was selling like garage sales, um, newspapers, um, babysitting, yeah. snow shoveling, you name it. Shoot. Been a hustler from long time because I just wanted more. When you want to do more, you got to get more. So how you going to get it? You got to work for it. So, yeah. And I hope you don't overlook kind of like how important that mindset at a young age is or even how rare it is at a young age to have that mindset (laughs) um, to be able to kind of 
see what people are doing around you and be able to contribute and know how to fit in is a skill and it's a very unique skill. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to how that kind of hmm, it what that looks like. Easy though. That's a very early, early fashion. Ooh. It's a very early, early hustle. And like I think the hustle also stemmed from like I went, I grew up in like white base schools like there's three black kids in there yeah and all these kids always had the nice um what was it back in the days abercrombie and abercrombie finch, finch the yeah. old navy like we had walmart like yeah. my mama only got the walmart by way if you're lucky yeah we're like pay less shoes <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what we had good thing and, I, and I was like i want nice things like them <laughs> and i was like oh okay i need some extra money how am i gonna get it and like that's when my mind started flowing like what's the other ways i can make money Started like I had, you know what? It also stemmed from my mentors. Like they were trying to build businesses and everything. And I would always like um, bike around the community and pop up and just listen in on what they're talking about. I was like, mm. this is interesting. Wait, business life, eh? I never really knew what I wanted to be or what I was good at. Like I actually had like no skills then. But over time, we started exploring and trying things. And with practice makes persistence. Not practice makes perfect. I don't believe in that because there ain't no thing okay. such thing as that. Okay. But we can always, there's, I feel like you could always get better. There's always levels yeah. to uh, keep climbing. And if so. you're not progressing, you're regressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just about like, you know, try new things, see what happens. And uh, over time, I became multi-talented. Yeah. Um, so how do you think growing up in the city uh, influenced your creativity? Mm, so... I grew up in the public housing part, so we go from there and we see the what else is around the city and you're like, wow, there's so much to explore, so much to discover, so many different people. Toronto's very diverse. Mm-hmm. Like the multiculturalism <laughs> <laughs> multiculturalism or whatever that's going yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. It's great. Walk down the street again, Chinese food, Indian Shawarma. food, what you want. They got Pizza, it. Pierogi. Yeah. Sushi. I'm a sushi lover. But um, yeah. Have you tried um? It's like, no, no. It's like Spanish sushi. Spanish. I don't. Know, I forgot the name. Is it around I for- here? Cause I don't remember where it is, but stuff. it is a sushi place. But it's um, very like Spanish influence. Everything is named after I think all the villages in like Brazil and that kind of stuff. Name it, out. it was it really out, really good. I'm the service was that. slow. I don't want to call them out. The <laughs> service was slow. Damn. Real slow. Damn. Can you imagine someone at a sushi spot coming saying, "Hey, are you sure you want that?" <laughs> The the people who work is closing. What? Are you sure you want to get another order of that dynamite roll? Like, oh. <laughs> are they not trying to make money? Are they a but business? It's all, it's all you can eat. What's going on? They're ready inside. It's all you can eat. That's right. Great. You ready to know wow. five per person? They're not having right? it. Damn. So just you know, you're right. Like that uh, diversity. Their rating went from like maybe a four star to a two point five. The food was good. Sure. The food is really good. But the service is what makes you come back. They'll, they'll get, they'll get yeah. to it. Oh. <laughs> y'all, y'all hire some better um, staff, please. I mean, it's like, no. <laughs> Am I wrong? People with manas. That's they it. Work manas. You can't be caught talking to people and be like, yo, <clears throat> do you want that? Are you, are you Are you sure? sure? <laughs> do you want to go home? Why are you, you like sure? this? <laughs> what was the reason? <laughs> they want to go home. The kitchen was closed. Yeah. But you're right. Like that the diversity that we get my here, mama said. The Please. access that we have to like to food and the different <laughs> types of like fusions that we have. And that's why I ask, like, does that influence your creativity or your art in any kind of mm, way? Yes. Okay. So most of my art, I like to make yeah. it black centered because I am a black woman and I'm trying to be who I needed 
as a kid. We didn't have role models. We had people we did not want to be like. Again, I'm okay. from the public housing areas. And sometimes there's a lot of madness going on around there. Hmm. CMP, your friends pass, like a lot of trauma. Anyway, hmm. so, yeah. You didn't mention <laughs> some things there. And I think what you're kind of getting to is that there is like a good side and a really, really dark side as well. Oh, yeah. That kind of comes to when you live in the city and you do have certain talents, like sometimes that does come from not seeing the best things. Yeah. 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 So what have you been able to, I guess, do to help you through those obstacles or? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Because those tools take a long time to build, right? Definitely. Like, yeah. unfortunately, you don't learn tools of uh, resiliency from being complacent. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are those tools that you've been able to use? Ooh. So through that time, I've always. OK, so first the first was like capturing the city and what it looks like in my eyes through the camera. So capturing, OK, if there was like a shooting in the area, I would go take a picture of the window or whatever, just because I just want to have this memory to be like, if the area does get nicer and things get better, I want to be like, this is what we came from and this is what it is now. Mm -hmm. See that progress is beautiful for me. Um, And then the second thing would be um, writing. I've always been a writer. As a baby, I've always had pens in my hand. Like I have those, I have those Kodak photos at home where I'm always the one grabbing the pen off the table. And my mom's like, "Where's the pen?" I'm it? up here like drawing on the walls with it. I was that kid. Oh. So <laughs> I would say, um, yeah, that was like ways of healing, um, ways of expressing myself. Um, yeah. So, do you mind sharing your format? Is it like journaling? Is it poetry? Ooh. Is it writing novels? What is your format? Preferred. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <Okay. laughs> personally, the poetry was where I started um, because I was the a token, I like to say, in the school of... <laughs> okay, that's fair. Like one of the only black females in the school, yeah. I was just like, it's the hard knock life. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's what you felt. No, that's what you felt. No, but like, like feeling... Mm-hmm. Like you're that only person. Yeah, I got bullied a lot. And I was actually fairly MAGA back in the days. MAGA, Toronto word for skinny. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was fairly MAGA back in the days. And these kids would always bully me. But it's only because my mom always gave me crackers and cheese for lunch. I freaking hate cheese and crackers. And she didn't even know I was lactose. Like, oh my gosh, why you got to do me like that? Most black anyway, people are. It's fine. I know. Don't don't be doing the dairy. Try not. Almond milk and soy milk for the win. I see soy milk. Anyway, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> just soy milk. I That's why men have big ass breasts and handle hair. Don't do that. <laughs> I Don't did my do research that. on that. And I was like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's go. what I'm to Google. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Oh, that no. That's why men look like that now. Sorry. <laughs> You know me, right? You it's know who you are already. It's healthier. It's okay. We yeah. just stay in healthy, stay in ever blessed and, yeah. and black don't crack. Drink some food, have some sea moss, you'll be fine. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. The sea moss for the win. Mm. Smoothies. I try to do risotto with it. Anyway, I'm a foodie. Don't even get me started. And don't even get me on started on the food. No, speak on um, that. Because I do remember seeing that you were doing some community initiatives where I saw a lot of things being cooked. I didn't know oh, if it was yeah. just you cooking alone or oh. what was happening. But all I saw was food, like a lot of food. Yeah. Can you talk about those um, initiatives? Okay, so during the lockdown, okay. um, basically I was in school for social service work. Um, 
they moved it online and i was like what in the world what type of socialization are we having going on on this screen because it's not for for social services right (laughs) yeah like socializing is a really key component and um, online is just not giving people enough space to really um, have those conversations that need to be had so i took a break from school to take a position in frontline work so there's a lot of um tension going on in the city and uh i ended up working in a drop-in center for homeless uh marginalized and mentally ill and elderly folks all in one drop-in center okay it's hectic but i took a job um there as a community support worker um i really love the work that i was doing like like i was um serving the folks at the door checking in on them holding conversations bringing them in for appointments we'd cook um we were fighting food security so um the kitchen there it cooks uh breakfast and lunch and sometimes dinner on certain days and um it's like a center for them to socialize and use a computer and get clothes uh actually a couple days ago we just hosted a clothing drive while i was working there i got more than 20 bags of clothes donated. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and all these folks were able to get at least like three outfits. Um, okay. It's a three-part um, situation. Sorry, my ass is it too late? I got a bag. <laughs> yeah, you can still bring it through. No, seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah. Pardon. <laughs> so. Uh, Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, while I was working there, the chef and the temporary replacement chef, her name is... Shanae, and she's the owner of Mateo's Munchies. So she does chicken and waffles. But she um, got a job in the center, and the actual chef is on um, leave or vacation or something like that. So she's been cooking, and I was like, hey, before I leave, before my contract ends here, I want to do a fundraiser. And we ended up fundraising almost over $600 for a project called Feel Good Day. So self-care days for the homeless. And this is where the... Um, clothing drive is part one part two is going to be this upcoming tuesday and i'm going to be doing a photo shoot for the homeless and all the folks there um there was actually uh one of my favorite participants he passed away and i was so sad Um, i made in the garden there so i planted a tree for him and i was like wow we didn't have no one had a photo of him for his Mm. memorial and i was like oh my god and i was like you know what yeah i could do a free photo shoot for Everyone here, yeah. time slots intended. But anyway, and really, really just no, give them don't something. Say, don't say anyway. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's stories and stories. Yeah. That I'm just going to like keep diving no, in like, more. <laughs> I think like what's important about what you just said is that you paid to go to school, mm-hmm. right? And school said you're online. And mm-hmm. you said, no, I'm going to go do the frontline work in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and what it also sounds like is that you create an opportunity from an opportunity from an opportunity. Yeah. Right? Um, you could have just said, you know, thank you for the grades. It was nice, right? But you decided <laughs> yeah. to actually look at what's happening around you in real time. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I think we've been forced to do a lot more when it comes to like the work that we're doing is it has to be reflective right now. Yeah. We may not be able to wait. Mm-hmm. Right. You might not have another week to put those plans time in. Time is now. Like, Having that yeah. responsive um, intervention at that moment is really important. So mm-hmm. I do hope that you see that what you've done is truly <laughs> amazing. Right. And also reflective to help people in real time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come from a place of like, oh, OK, let me see what I can get out of this. It's, oh, I can <laughs> see it. You can't ignore things that are in front of you it's from the soul mm -hmm. like it's real yeah 
as I was saying before, I know what it feels like to not have much. Mm -hmm. And now that as I'm leveling up and like doing my thing as a person, I'm like, okay, I have more than these people. So why not give back to them in some types of ways? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just that type of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's beautiful. Um, uh, I volunteer, even though my contract's over, like I still like, want a long-term volunteer there because yeah. like i don't want to just leave these people like i have built relationships with them i've understood their stories how they got to those points um one of my favorite parts another favorite participant yeah. her name is um deborah oh my gosh she's she um uh, she has a mental health issue where she <laughs> yells all the time she'd be like can i get my coffee and i was like of course mm -hmm. She's like, extra sugar. And I'm like, okay. She's like, did you hear me? I'm like, oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. I heard you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, she actually helps me now that um, I'm not there all the time. She she goes in. She's, like, actually homeless. She panhandles yeah. for change. But she's like, oh, um, I need other things to do. I'm like, oh, you could take care of the garden for me. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll make sure I water every day. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. That's, that's all I can ask yeah. for. Yeah, and that's, you know? like, a long-standing impact that, um, it's not in, okay, you've been able to put them in a house and give them all new no, things. That is that. more of a spiritual give back that um, is measured beyond us, right? Like yeah. way, way beyond us. So I know that from like that kind of work, um, that kind of energy exchange, mm. right? Uh, because it is- <laughs> Taxing. Right? And also, because it's volunteer as well, it adds another layer mm -hmm. because you have your own home and life stuff things adds another yeah. layer. What do you do to maintain your own mental health while you're, Ooh, yes. while you're doing these? So the thing about it is like the work itself is a give back, but then there's the times where it does get hard. So sometimes I would actually go out into the garden <laughs> and just kind of like water the plants myself or like maintain them, pull the weeds, really just admire what's here and think of the little things like gratitude. Um, every day I kind of practice gratitude. I have this little book uh, beside my bed and I'll write three things and I'll say it out loud. I'll be like, today I'm grateful for life. Today I'm grateful for my hair. Today mm -hmm. I'm grateful for a home. For food, for, for Vaseline for my skin. Yeah, the <laughs> little things like that. That's important. I always got lotion in cold. my bag. Oh my gosh, I'd be lotion and walk is. outside. I'm actually, I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. Need more vitamin E, vitamin C. The little know. things. But <laughs> we, um, yeah, sometimes we don't take uh, take into account the small things that make our life what it is every day. Like the fresh water we get. My little sister, sometimes she'll eat the pizza and not eat the crust. And I'm mm -hmm. like... I'm like, did you know there are children in Africa and around the world who eat cockroaches? Okay. All right. You best give the crust to the dog or something. Recycle it. Put it. We put have it a in compost. The compost. Yeah, we have the compost. Yeah. I was like, Don't put yeah, it in recycling. Yeah, I put it in my weed plants area. I'm like, okay, we go throw some watermelon peels in there. All right. The bread could go in there yeah. too. We have uh, a lot of birds visit the garden. Yeah. I actually had a whole family of blue jays come into my yard. Are you serious? Yeah, while well, I was rolling up my scripts. Yeah. There's like four you know, of them. I don't see blue jays often. Not yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. not to say like on a date. Like, I'm not seeing blue well, jays like I used to before. this is the city area. I'm from like yeah. the west where the 
I would say it's like so a the, little bit more trees and yeah, stuff. Yeah, nature. Over. We have a lot of parks, a lot of families yeah. over there. Yeah, I have like a whole park right behind my home. Okay, so that helps. so I think it comes from there because we got coyotes too. Like we got all the <laughs> we got all types of things. You in the over bushes there. or what? Where you go? Yeah, they, in the back there is some bushes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm like y'all better put those those things away. Too. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, like, I got scared. I go no. Um, I actually got chased by a coyote, coyote like two years no, ago. Still. No. I thought it was a stray dog. That's a whole nother story. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a stray dog and yeah. it did not end well. And yeah, it, it'd be crazy over there. Keep so your. I wanted your to weapon. know um, some of the opportunities you got. Like, how did you get them? Did you just. How, how, did, how did you get to, into these volunteer opportunities? Okay. But. Um, hmm. So I'd like to say. Volunteering is really powerful because it really gets you out there. Um, the more you're around, I feel like the more people people will like think of you for opportunities. Like as a self five times self taught published photographer, I think I'm eight time now. But anyway, I just say that. Okay. Um, yeah, publications just everywhere. Good. It started good. from the Kodak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like as being a photographer, it it brings me around the city. So I would spend a lot of time like capture like the city of Toronto, like there'd be like volunteer photographers for doors open for open for um, one of the opportunities. And that comes around every year and okay. you're a volunteer, but you get a pass where you get um, access to all the buildings in the city. OK. Yeah. All and, right. I understand what you mean. Yeah. So I literally <laughs> just go everywhere that day. Um, just a dollar and a dream, you know. Yeah. OK. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, explore. I would carry like business. Actually, before the business cards, funniest thing, I actually used to have um, these uh, these line sticky notes. Uh, back That's a good idea. Before the money was flowing, you know. But <laughs> yeah, we didn't have business cards. I, had, I literally had sticky notes, and someone's like, "Oh, you have a uh, a business card?" I would write it on sticky note right there in front of me. Yeah. Oh, we're working on the business cards, but I could give you my Instagram right here for the time. Or I'd put it like everywhere I go, like on the walls or something. Just yeah. To be curious to be like follow this account or follow, hash, search this hashtag or something yeah. like that. And there would actually be curious people mm-hmm. that would do it. I had someone DM me to be like, I found your sticky note on, on a TTC uh, subway. And I was like, this is really smart. It works. And I was like, one of my mentors, they called it guerrilla marketing. Yeah, yeah actually on the streets. But it had negative feedback at one point too. Like I had um, a girl take a, a Snapchat or an Instagram photo mm-hmm. of it and be like, LOL, people are so lame. This is how they're doing it now. And I'm like, oh, uh, I told the girl, give me the girl's account and let me message her. God, and okay. I was like, you go learn today. Respectfully. Respectfully. I was like, okay, what you mean? I was like, ooh, you are not going to downplay yeah. me, baby girl. But that it means work. it's also still working, though. Right? It's that means it's also me. still working it's, because she had enough energy for it to be able mm, to talk shit about it. Exactly. Yeah, it's still and working. I'll, so I messaged her like, hey, um, I seen uh, you found one of my sticky notes. Yeah. I sent a picture of the one in my hand. And I was like, she's like, oh, yeah, um, I thought it was silly. And I'm like, oh, my bad. I was like, just to <laughs> let you know, I used to put those sticky notes everywhere back when I started. And it's mm-hmm. funny, it's still up there because now I have business cards. Now my work's being been in magazines like yeah. Roman Mail. Now I'm a published and hired and paid on a regular. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it starts like that. But now it looks like this. And I showed their new business card. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. Have a nice day. 
Waited till she read the message. Ain't so silly now, right, bitch? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So ain't no exactly. Ain't a thing but a chicken wing, okay? Yeah. Shoot. Exactly. You ain't gonna knock the hustle. I don't care who you are, who you thought you were. Yeah. Absolutely not. And this is why I <laughs> wanted to like do this podcast so that people can kind of see that you don't just bust out of nowhere, right? Like, there is no such thing as an overnight success. Heck no. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that has to be done, a lot of behind-the-scenes self-maintenance that has to be done. Mm -hmm. The self-development is key. That's right. Mm. That's right. Before you get to a point where you're getting paid, you're getting booked, you're getting Mm -hmm. recognized, and getting the pat on the back for the work that you've done. I can say, don't chase money also. I found... Um, sometimes the gigs wouldn't pay like like bare dollars. They would always be like, yo, I only got 50 bucks. That will be like, okay, cool. I would still do it in their budget because down the line, that's a connection and that's like a stepping stone and a relationship that's built to be like, what if that person wants to call me back later on? Mm-hmm. I'm going to reject them because they only have $50 right yeah, now. Yeah, for no. the now. For now. That's right. <laughs> you got to think long term. That's right. People don't think long term enough. They're like, like, Actually, I don't know if this is my quote, but I'm going to say it's my quote. Okay. But, <laughs> She's um, a copyright. Fuck it. Sure. <laughs> I told my homie, like, he has studied business in Humber. And I was like, yo, you know what? Short-term opportunity is not equivalent to... Long-term success. Yeah. <laughs> the long-term money can come. But if you take the short-term, oh, I'm going to take the salary. Sometimes they pay us a salary to make us forget our dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... If you take that, that's a short term getting you to your long term goal. Mm-hmm. But your story is pretty boring. I'm going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got your house. But like, is that really all you want in life? You just try to get the dollar, get buy the house and have a family mm-hmm. keep going. But I, I think know. there has to be um, an understanding of what you truly, truly want. Yes. Right. Because for some people, some of those things that you just listed off are, I guess, Images of success. Yes. Right. There's um, different layers. That's right. So you have to know kind of what that really feels like to you, what mm-hmm. that looks like to you. And I think one thing I've been able to reflect on is how is it influencing the people who I hold close to me? Right. Mm-hmm. If it is that I have all the pillars of success. Right. I mean, I don't. That's not. I don't. Theoretically. <laughs> I do not. as yet. <laughs> that's However, okay. if I did. Right. Does that still mean um, I'm hearing from my family on a regular? Right. Is it worth it if you don't hear from them? Is it worth it if your friends can't talk to you? If you can't see like your nieces, your nephews, is it even worth it? There's always that give and take, though. Nothing in life is going to come free and you're always going to have to make those sacrifices. Like back in the days, the sacrifices was I'm not buying business cards. I'm going to use sticky notes and. It still worked, but mm-hmm. um, it has a level of unprofessionalism to professionalism. I would go into like um, meetings and <laughs> give people stick, you know, they're looking at me like. But like I was dead serious. I still smile. They're like still same yeah. energy. You're not getting anything different. But yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> You're sticking out. <laughs> I was cute. And I was like, here's my card. Here you go. <laughs> this is what I got today. Yeah. <laughs> So you did mention a couple of things as far as how you got to where you're getting to. But do you have any, let's say, direct advice for young Toronto creatives right now, Mm. like today? What can they do today? Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Love this question. I feel like folks are not getting organized enough. I feel like as a Toronto creative, 
write down what you want to see happen. That's manifestation. Some people, they don't believe it, but I'm going to let you know. I carry a journal in my bag 24-7 all the time, the same red notebook on a regular. I write in it. I look in it every single day. I write what I want to happen, and my manifestation has been real. Most of the things I write in there has became a reality, like, I don't know about other people, but I'm telling y'all, if you wrote down your game plan and what you're trying to do or your dreams and your goals, it could probably come to fruition. And that's also using law of attraction. These are, um, I guess, spiritual guide ways of getting to success. But that's like another level of self-development. And I feel like um, after you have kind of known yourself, I kind of I think it starts with like knowing yourself, what are your likes, what are your dislikes, what are your strengths, what's your weaknesses, um, and how do you create a team around you, learn to collaborate, learn to adapt, and um, bring yourself to different standards. Then you find, okay, once I've stabilized myself as a person, um, what's the goals look like? What are we really trying to do here? Mm -hmm. um, and then once you get to that point, it's more like application. Um, putting in that work to be like, okay, this is the goal. What's the steps look like for me? And that's where I'm saying, like, if you write it down, it's clear. Yeah. And yeah. I think one thing I want to add to what you're saying is that you yeah. said, what are the goals and what are the steps, right? They have to look be looked at very, very differently. That's different. Right? Mm -hmm. So your goal is to save whatever amount of money by whatever date, right? Yes. Your task in order to do those things are, Make a budget, mm -hmm. um, check in with the bank. 100%. Um, what is my actual income? What is my debt? Those are the mm -hmm. tasks that have to be. And I think people get really confused in what a goal is versus what the tasks and the application that you have to put in to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like I could say um, one time when I was uh, shooting the 100 Miles event, I actually had met um, a millionaire that day. Mm -hmm. Um he was kind of discreet about it, but um, the conversation was basically like, um, I think I was talking about law of attraction and manifestation. And mm -hmm. he came in and he's like, oh, I'm writing a book about that, actually. I'm like, oh, interesting. I, I'm an author myself. I make books, too. And then he's like, oh, um, love to have a conversation. Um, he handed me his business card and his business card on the front. It had his name and his information. And he was an international marketer, basically. Um, and also had a strategic uh, business on the side. Um, and yeah, he passed me the card and he's like, oh, this is my playbook. So the front of the card looked normal. Mm -hmm. He flipped it over and it was a football playing field diagram. And on okay. each line, he's like, these are six keys okay. <laughs> to success. All right. And one of them was smart goals. Okay. And I was like, I looked at it and I pointed that one out and I was like, oh, my God, as a social worker, they yeah. always tell us to make sure that our clients yeah. are on the SMART goal method. And that stands for S, being specific, M, measurable, yeah. A, attainable, <laughs> R, realistic, T, and timely. Yeah. And he's like, every single time I had a goal and I felt like I wasn't going to get there throughout my journey. This is like a 67 year old man. He's like, every time that I felt like I was at a barrier or a blockade, I would apply the smart goal method. And I'm like, oh my God, my whole brain just went, Psh. I'm like, 
I've been doing it right. Oh my yeah, gosh. That helps. Yeah. He's like, it, it helps. But it's also yeah. the other things that were on the card. Course, I can't remember course. all of them, but like they were, I kept that card on my wall in my room. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, geez, that's how we go get there. I'm about this life. Yeah. But um, yeah. And I think everyone in their career, doesn't matter what field you're in, can kind of see how um, the things that are like the base foundations of your career mm-hmm. are base applicants for success, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are actually working from the same blueprint right kind of the same thing of smart goals law of attraction whatever holy book that you're using Mm -hmm. usually has the same base of it i think Mm -hmm. a part of it is just trusting uh that inner drive that inner voice god jaw creator whoever you want to call yeah um trusting that line Mm -hmm. trusting that because i truly don't believe that there is this like great book in the sky that has your destiny <laughs> written out like i i don't believe that and if it's wrong i'm so sorry god but <laughs> yeah uh but i, I don't believe i don't truly universe. believe it but i truly do believe that you are in when you are in tune with what you are supposed to be doing you're guided things right things are guided for you doors are mm-hmm. open for you relationships are built for you yes do you have any advice on how to learn how to trust that instinct Ooh, i know okay uh, I think it comes with a grounding yourself um, in the morning times uh, when I uh, walk my dog or anything like that. Um, I have like a garden in front of uh, my house. So I'd go out there barefoot and just walk on the pavement, walk on the grass, take some deep breaths, listen to the birds, the wind, the leaves rustling. Just those little things I was talking about. With or without about. a spliff. Both, both. <laughs> before or after it doesn't matter Good. but uh <laughs> that's the vibe yeah. uh, sometimes yeah. but um yeah I find like that helps for you to kind of like get in tune with yourself and then for me okay some people don't believe it but I like angel numbers I find while I'm walking around the city or doing things they would just show up like multiple times in a day like I'm just like why why do I keep seeing this number? That's so odd. That's like really out of the ordinary. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who else sees this? Or is mm-hmm. it just me? I've I've been like just thinking of these types of thoughts with me. And I'm like, is this my universal guidance trying to speak to me? Or also like hair on your arms can stick up. There's also that tummy feeling. There's also that little sting in your head. Like those little like body nudges. Those are supposed to be telling you something. Mm-hmm. So if you feel something out of the ordinary with your body and you're having a conversation with someone or you're on the street tune into it Mm because like one time i was on the street and i I have like these beats headphones and they're surround sound so like i can't hear nothing Mm. and i was um i looked at like this sign and i was looking for some bad time i'm like oh the answer's right there Mm. yeah (laughs) and i was like oh this is exactly what i was looking for yeah and it's (laughs) I don't know. It just happened so yeah. randomly. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's nice. Well, like, I understand what you mean. Yeah. I do. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or other people. but no. that's And I think it happens very uniquely, <laughs> right? So it has to be a confidence in what you're experiencing. Yeah. Right? I think that's a part of what you're saying as mm-hmm. well. So it might be seeing angel numbers for people. It might be certain um, animals having certain types of conversations, yeah. dreams, dreams as always, yes, right? Um, yeah. Also, maybe like frequency changes. Yeah. And I think I'm going to like have a disclaimer where, you know, some of these things, 
may or not may or not be this is it right apply may or not be right but i think understanding um yourself right taking moments of silence for yourself we live in a really busy world right now noisy it's fast-paced and even sometimes like the sound and the humming of all the things that are plugged in right um it would be normal for a person to be overstimulated by that but it's also been normalized to a point where we just take the stimulation right i think um when you live right in the city core and when you go really really far Mm -hmm. you really take in how stimulate your body is all the time yeah right i always compare it to like i can only imagine how it could be if like i lived really far out right where night was just actually night there was no night air pollution like there wasn't no light pollution how stimulating this place would be yeah it's everywhere things are always moving like uh i'd say like the new luxury is peace yeah. And being able to take a step away from your work and go hiking or rafting or canoeing, like, you know, those camping type of vibes. Like, yeah. that's, that's like as a youth transitioning to an adult, I'm like, damn, I want to do <laughs> I want to do these things more often. I want friends that want to go like rollerblading. Yeah. Like, I want to go back to those inner child moments. Yeah where I have the most fun. So you did mention camping and hiking. Yeah. So a general rule. <laughs> I've never been camping as yet. Oh. So I used to kind of go by like, if I'm going camping, there has to be a place for me to do my do, you know, that is covered. Secondly, um, someone has Amazon. to have a gun. Thirdly, oh. um, I need to go white people because I don't. Bear trap. <laughs> There's just so many concerns that I have um, with camping. And Mosquitoes. There's so many concerns. Mm. You said mosquitoes? Yeah. Walmart. Grab all your supplies. Make sure you got that list. <sighs> I don't know. Get the bugs net. You know, the. I don't know. If the, I'm ready for hiking and camping. <laughs> There's like portable toilet pop up yeah. things. You can so you've actually been camping in Canada? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not like that, girl. From a black person perspective? <laughs> not <laughs> like that. You. Not tenting. Oh, girl. Yeah. No, we don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't do that. Not yet. Person, not yet. Ever. I'm Not joking. Yet. Maybe one day. So I know there right. is actual, there is initiatives that are, and like, look at our response right now, right? Like, yeah. truly, like, I am, Wait, wait, I've been camping, though. I've been camping, but in the cabin. You're better than me. Then yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I know there is initiatives that are out there that are yes. trying to get more black people, black women, black men mm-hmm. um, into uh, going camping and stuff. So I just, yeah. I found it interesting that you mentioned that because this yeah. summer is probably the first time that I spent um, so much time like out of the city. Yes. Right. I didn't go clubbing. I didn't do the regular like Ooh. patio stuff. Okay. I went Changed out and I smelt manure and I saw the sky. And, yeah, like, sunflowers, <laughs> cornfields. Right? And it was yeah. really fun. I I thought that I would have like really bad allergies out there. The air fun. is fresher out there. What are you talking? Over here, exactly. you don't even want to know. By the time you get home, your face is polluted. Make sure you wash your face at <laughs> nighttime and morning. All right. Especially if you take the subway. Sure. You know all that's, that's a fling up, fling up, all up in the it's air. It's dust. And you can see it's the haze. Dusty. Like, you guys see all the dust over here? I don't know how people be eating our patios in summer. But that's another conversation. <laughs> no, it's not. It's this conversation right now. That was <laughs> disgusting. It's nasty. I'm not about it. <laughs> but, like, you want to sit outside? Yeah. I'm like, do we have to? Yeah. Is there a back? 
patio There's a place like settings. where like where I work and they're part of the people who got those like extended sidewalk into the road patios. They look nice. Don't get me wrong, they're cute, but yeah, not for me. Not in the city. Not in my drink. So it's like it's literally <laughs> like the garbage is right here. Yeah, that's right. The TTC is right well, here. The the streetcars come and zooming by people oh on bikes, zooming by people on smoking whatever they're smoking, yeah. doing whatever they're doing. Mm. And people were spending hundreds of dollars to drink Not room really. temperature white and wine. And out there faster. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Ooh, I can't do that. But anyway. Not me. No. We digress. So no. what are your favorite restaurants to go to? Where Ooh, do you go to eat and stuff? Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, for Toronto, if you're at Dundas Square, I love, 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 love Blaze Pizza. Uh, they got vegan cheese. That's okay. important. I'm lactose. I don't have cheese. But that pizza and What's the cheese vegan bread, cheese made out of? Like pistachios? I have no idea. But like I, ju- I just really love cheese back okay. in the days before I became. I actually became lactose. That's another story in that story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. The vegan cheese. A1. Seasoned. Okay. Additional. To- you could top up. There's unlimited toppings for the one price. Okay. That's, that's right there. But there's no okay. meat. <laughs> yeah, there's meat. There's meat. Oh. No, you said- no, no, no. I just personally get the vegan oh, cheese okay. pizza. I thought it was like a vegan spot that was just no, no, pizza. No, no, no. I was it's like, everything. What are you talking? What they else can you put on a weird. pizza? And I'm okay. like, can I get extra meatballs? I understand. I They're understand. like, I thought you were. I was like, no, no, no. Just it's the cheese. The cheese. I got it. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it. bacon, meatballs, everything, all the meat options. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a vegetarian. Anyway, so pizzas. Yeah. Um, uh, another spot. Mm. It's in the West End. I actually grew up eating here as a kid. It's a Trinidadian restaurant. Um, it's uh, Drew Patiz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're A1. They got the bacon shark. They have the doubles, the polori. You know, they have their vegan things. They have mm-hmm. their meat things. It's it's really, really good. If you're looking for a place to have your birthday, it's a nice mm-hmm. place to have dinner. Like, yeah, they've been around since, I don't know, since I've been in a stroller. No, I've been of course. It's just big. <laughs> it's been good. good that's my talk they're really favorite. good so i just i kind of find it funny sometimes when like people call like caribbean food vegan no it kind of makes me like cringe no. we've eaten all types of snapper fish and everything what are they no like about? certain types of caribbean food like so i kind of live like what i kind of think when it comes to this like vegan kind of thing like those are just like labels that have people attached mm. but i think what eventually what we're going to Ooh. We're going to end up just going back to our traditional foods, right? Yeah. Because they're made for your body, right? They're yeah. made for you to consume, actually, because that is what your parents gave you. Yep. Like, I live by the reason why I'm still alive is because I got so much cassava porridge as a child. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm little yeah. bit. And you know I'm little bit. Yeah, you know yeah. I dropped weight in winter, right? So yeah. I, I live by That's the only reason why I still exist is because... They gave me traditional foods growing up. But it's always kind of funny when people are like, oh, yeah, it's vegan. I'm like, no, it's doubles. Like, oh, <laughs> what are you oh. talking about? <laughs> it's China. I don't know if it's doubles. I don't know if it's vegan, I mean. It's cook-up. <laughs> My mom was yeah. always serving us, like, the, the dumplings, the soup. And I was like, mom, listen, if there's no dumpling in the soup, it's not soup, okay? All right. I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying. I agree. I wouldn't I be so bull-faced, but I... <laughs> No, I'm literally like, I, I don't want it. I literally tell her, I don't want it. If it, if, if, if it ain't no dumpling, you I well am, know. And if, I am not that bold. And if it was a situation where someone had to make it, you could call me, beat me if you need to reach me. Yeah. So you enjoy cooking and stuff? 
yeah. yeah During the lockdown good. too, I also took up the cooking skills. Yeah. Um, I basically learned um a bit a bit of culinary, um, and then did uh the placement for uh, working frontline. So we could cook like I want right. to upgrade the meals. I, I was understand. like, okay, what can we do? With the ingredients we're getting as donations, but whip it up into something lavish. Like, um, so I would always pop in and see what the chef's making, yeah. kind of throw my ideas and everything. But when they're not there, that's when I'm cooking what I want to cook. So you sound like <laughs> a really busy young lady. Oh, yeah. Truly, yeah. truly busy. How do you uh, manage your time? How do you get through? Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Okay. I've got to say, I always got a watch on my hand. You got to track your time throughout the day. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's how well do you manage your time? It really does come down to that. Beyonce has the same 24 hours. Yes. And and yeah, she wakes up at a certain time. She eats her food, makes sure she's got energy and fuel. And then she goes into what she might go into. Um, The same way, like when I get up, I try to have morning routines. Some days I'm not consistent and that's okay. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes it gets later on in the day, but it's just about kind of covering um, those aspects so you can have that good flow. So like in the morning, imagine I don't eat breakfast. I'm out here dehydrated, no food, walking around like a zombie. Yeah. And you're not sweating. (laughs) You know, you're not thinking as clearly when you're hungry. That's why they call it hangry. People start getting hangry when they not have food. And they say, so you don't have chicken wings? Yeah. What type of restaurant is this? You got people wilding like that. Because they're hungry. hungry. Yeah, it gets people out of character. But I think it's like as I'm getting older, I don't know if it's just like slapping me harder because I'm old. But like I used to be able to just like have a tea and go outside, have a little smoke and bop, 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 you know, back to it. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, no, no. I need to lie down. You need fuel for real. The fuel is so important. Yeah. yeah. If you can't have a whole meal, make sure you make that smoothie with the protein powder yeah. or whatever you need to do. Or Get the, something in your body. Bar. Yeah. I've learned that like if I'm not fueled properly, my, the rest of my day becomes a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna have the same um quality level that I was thought I was gonna have. Mm-hmm. By not eating properly. Yeah. So, that is road. important. It's important, like, because <laughs> of course we can do all these um, time management. We can do all the smart goals. <laughs> we can do all of that. But, and, but we're if you're human. not fueling your body, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a detriment to you in the long run. Yeah. And I think one thing is that it doesn't always hit you then, mm-hmm. right? And we again because our lives are so busy, we tend to ignore some of those um. Mm-hmm. Body signs, right? The body signs that you're kind of talking about too. Those are also part of it. Okay, so you have to be able to go through that checklist. Like, okay, what have I been missing? Mm -hmm. In another interview, um, they had mentioned something along the lines of, um, like, if they had a really successful day, they would reflect on what the last three to four days was like. Yes. Right? What did I do? Who do I talk to? What Mm -hmm. routines did I put in place? I do Right? And try to go back to that Mm -hmm. um, and try to, like, repeat that for the next couple of days and see how it affects you. I think people live in this strange fog for most of the days. And something that I can say that I've, it's happened to me, happened to me currently, where basically you get home and you're like, oh shit, what just happened? Like, how do I get here? Like, is, is it, it what, goes why so fast. Mm-hmm. It, blink of an eye, you're like, yeah. damn, the day's done. The day's done, right? I have to get up to do whatever tomorrow morning again. And I think because we get in such like a groove of things, we forget that you need to maintain your physical health, your emotional health. You have to do that mental hygiene as well. It's yeah. necessary. There's actually like the four quads of um, holistic like healing and, and 
as a person. It's like social, emotional, physical, and spiritual. So it's like tapping into um, those parts of your life and being like, am I maintaining it? Am I doing certain things to make sure that I'm 100% in this? Why would you even want to be going through life 50%? Like, nah, no, it's just not it. So when it comes to your actual skill, right? Nothing is in a silo, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing exists without another thing. Have you been able to see kind of how your physical, spiritual maintenance affects your craft? Mm, Most definitely. Okay. So when, oh, you know what's wrong with the lipstick? Lip gloss is like nothing. The lip gloss? Sorry. Okay. (laughs) You know, I could like feel the lip. Anyway. Do you want to take a second to drink some water and wipe it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take a second. (laughs) I'm not seeing seeing collection from here. Do I have collection? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it from here. I okay, can say that. Good. Okay. <laughs> not from here. I want to give you one of these. <laughs> no, one day you came into work. You're like, I was walking around like this. No one told me. You literally. And from that day, I always think of it. Every time I put lip gloss on, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I thought things aren't there. And then a ghost of Shandy's in the back of my head. Oh my like, no one told me. I'm over you guys got me out here like this. Oh my god. Oh my god, you'll do that. What type of friends are y'all? <laughs> no one told me. So I ain't cutting none of this up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Natty for sorry, rare for a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Since you said the govy, I'm gonna have to sorry, clarify. Sorry, sorry. So full name is Natalie Rare Chattagoon. If you want to Google and see my work, mm-hmm. but otherwise, if you just know me, it's just rare. Mm-hmm. That's it. My apologies. What if I can't tell if I had? If I got a, Oh my god! I actually got tattooed on my neck. You tattooed your skin? Oh my god, girl! I got like seven tattoos. You just can't see them. You asked the question. Oh. oh, okay. So the question was, how do you maintain your craft? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> which witchcraft? So, like, <laughs> choose one. Um, it's uh, the photography. Like, how do you maintain it? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do to make sure you're still on your game? Oh, yes, I can do that. So, yeah, maintaining my craft. So, as a self-taught photographer, I'm trying to teach myself how to use different uh, equipment. <laughs> change up the lighting, always learning. Like I'm a lifelong learner all the way. And if there's some, I never feel like I'm going to know everything. I'm like, okay, I would work with other photographers to learn from them, to learn from me and we'll teach each other. And I feel like that's a really great way to even grow in the city. But some people be having all types of situations like collaboration, Mm -hmm. but that's another story in the story. Well, no, talk about that, right? Because I think it is a really real thing mm-hmm. when, as you discussed before, our, the networks are really small. Even though the city of Toronto is really, really big, um, majority of people know each other, mm-hmm. right? That 60 degrees of separation is even less now with social media involved. Mm-hmm. Most people have are familiar with each other. So how do you know who to build relationships with? How do you know mm-hmm. who to collaborate with? I feel like it's kind of seeing what, um, the other person's goals are and what your goals are. And if you guys hold the same values, like um, community is a key value for me. And it's like, if we're doing things together, we're focused on like working together to make it happen. And someone else will be like, oh, I'm more of an independent person. I want to do my own thing. And they're like straight off and want to do their own thing. But 
I feel like it's the people that have the same mindset of, oh, let's work together, grow together type of mindset that would like collaborate and just feel comfortable um, doing that. So, yeah. It's kind yeah. of being like, oh, I want to do a fundraiser. And then I yeah. told um, Sinead, hey, let's work together. She was like, sure. She did the cooking. I did the coordination, yeah. the volunteers, the photos. Like we found our roles within the project. Yeah. And we kind of like understood the assignment. You're right. And that could be yeah. hard if you don't have a base set of goals to work from. You don't know who's told you're stepping on when it comes to roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like a lot of people um, get... Um, confused concerns and relationships when there's not like a boundary as well as like guidelines and kind of like agreements on what um it's going to look like the project's going to look like and things like that like in toronto i know like a lot of videographers are like they're seeing mans in the music video holding the bands but they can't even get the deposit for shooting the video like hello these are professional people invest like respect for the respect your videographers respect respect your photographers tag them in their work um promote them yeah you must pay that deposit you gotta respect them they're the ones making that vision come to life and it does take a lot out of people to even process that Hmm. yeah so do you think there's any infrastructure that's missing in toronto and if so what would you like yeah, to see? Infrastructure. Resources, even. I would say we need more, like, open, affordable studio spaces. Like, a, a community hub where you are able to access, like, all these tools and skills. Like, for me, I've, I have to go to so many different places to, like, learn certain skills and try different things that it's uh, it's ridiculous. I literally be going all the way. I'm in Etobicoke and Scarborough mm. to, um, I don't know, do rug making or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's ridiculous. I'm like, right. why am I going all the way over here? Because of funding, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. City of Toronto, yo, fund the centers, please, and yeah. pay the people properly. Because of funding. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, and that's why I ask, right? Because I think sometimes it's it's not about there is no resources, it's about the accessibility mm-hmm. of resources. So there's always a lot of grants that are out there, workshops, mm-hmm. loan programs, mm-hmm. learning programs that are out there and available. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but, the restrictions that come with yeah. those at the same time that sometimes makes it age sometimes it's demographic yeah the accessibility like i know a lot of folks who are just now finding themselves in their 30s and there's no like they're not able to access grants or opportunities or trainings and things like that because the cutoff is 29 yeah what type of random number is 29 first of all you should at least make a 30 like why just round up um but it um yeah it creates pretty sure the tax thing we're almost sure yeah (laughs) but like still like giving um those people that second chance to uh redeem themselves or find what they want in life and uh uh, still continue. One thing find I find myself at different times. Yeah. One thing yeah. I did get to see in the pandemic is that a lot of grants did open up yes. a little bit because there was the limitation of being able to meet up in person. Mm-hmm. So they had to pivot on what grant application looks like yeah. and who they're granting things to. So I think that did kind of shake that up a little bit. I know that a couple of like, the arts ones, instead of it just being, um, okay, everyone in it has to be located in Toronto, basically 50% of the team was in Toronto, then you can apply for the grant. Because mm-hmm. I think one thing uh, we overlook or take for granted is how much grants we have here. Yes. When you look at uh, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. they don't have the same kind of grant program no, at all. Mm-hmm. Like, And when you, uh, even Victoria, or sorry, is, is that place, Victoria? British Columbia? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, 
they don't have the amount that we have access to us like all year round. Yeah. It's a it's interesting. So we kind of take for granted, but we also have our own unique issues within our own systems here. Yes. Yes. So I did have a question just kind of about like social media. Um, how has that affected the way that you get work? Mm. Because Ooh. it's, you do digital photography, yeah. right? And you do photography and yeah. you are behind the scenes when it comes to a lot of community initiatives as well. Yes. Um, how has social media been a part of that? Ooh, I would say, um, personally, I kind of just use my social media as like, um, <coughs> kind of just to see my progress. <coughs> like, a, like a yearbook type of thing. Like scrolling mm-hmm. down, see my first post. And my first post is actually me talking to... Um, John Tory about social issues in the city. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, remember another that. comment I'll keep to myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I talked to him about some really important issues that day, and it, uh, yeah, it was a domino effect. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what I said after that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, how I look at my social media is kind of just looking back and seeing like, wow, this really is like a stepping stone of what I've like came over time. Um, Sorry, I I lost my whole train of thought. Yeah, no worries. Just how social media affects or influences. So, yeah, I use social media like to kind of show a profile and kind of see the progress and to like show other people like what I'm uh, doing because I can't just keep up with everybody. Um, right. but I, I know it's a really great way for everyone that I've ever met in time to to stay connected and to kind of show each other like what's going on, like seeing Shandy with the new boo. And I'm like, OK, but <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I love that for you. Oh <laughs> and, OK, go ahead. And then say, say with my social media and like my art, I'm posting and showing people like, oh, I'm doing this and that. Yeah. People are like, oh, yes, I love to see it. Da, da. Some people like have wrote really passionate comments underneath my um, post to be like, um, I've been following you for a while and I can't, um, I I know we don't know each other or whatever, but like, I'm really proud of what you're doing for the community and, and things that I get like mm-hmm. really sweet comments and it makes me feel really nice. And it kind of helps me get, continue doing the work. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is like, it's really, I'm showing other people like this still love in the city yeah. <laughs> so people with good hearts yeah. um yeah and then i also feel like as i continue to post my photography and stuff people who see it they want to book me um i use it a lot for like um guest speaking for instance like i recently got booked to guest speak at george harvey um and i got to speak to the youth there about um steps to success so i talked about like managing your emotions and your environment and um using your use of time and things like that. And it really impacted you to follow me on my journey and uh, message me and ask for advice for themselves and like connect and be like, oh, if I wanna do this, what's the best way to go about it? And Mm -hmm. um, I I really like that I've made these impacts in people's lives. And yeah, I feel like I'm really living in uh, my purpose. That's amazing to hear that you do have like a positive relation with social media. So I think now it gets a bad rap, right? Yeah. Like I think depending on what you put out there what is what for. you get. 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. um, I think if it is that you are doing your work in a genuine way, mm-hmm. it will show through photography. It'll show through the initiatives. And again, like we talked about earlier, it may not be right away, right? Yeah. It may be an impact that you see years down the line, right? It may be an impact that you never get to see, but I do that social media has a really good role in having like a snapshot. It's a good yeah. little go through too. And actually recently, I don't know if they told me not to tell people or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. So, recently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) So, um, recently, um, some folks, like, after my contract ended for the community support worker, I was like, hmm, what's my next steps look like? What do I want to do? Do I want to jump back into more social work? Do I want to finish school? Do I want to work at my business? Do I want to create more books? Like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And bam, the answer was in my email. I'm going to tell y'all, there is treasure in your email. Make sure you check all your folders, reply to folks, stay connected. I went in my email one day and I'm like, yeah, I, I got like eight, Okay, emails to sort through because I was so busy caught up in doing the real frontline work that I, I haven't been on the emails because I was so focused on being present in mm-hmm. real life. And I was like, yeah, I'll check my notifications and everything later. And um, bam, in my email, like, where we think you'd be really great to do this project. I'm reading the email, I'm scrolling down, I'm like, do I have time for a project? Do I want to do a project? <laughs> I look at it and they're like, we want to feature you in the TTC. I was like, Oh, you guys got me. Shoot. So next oh, wow. year in January, February, I'm going to have a three panel design in one of the subways. I like will go on Boston the subway Tin, for Dundas. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like the bus. But I will go for you. <laughs> I'm a roadrunner. I'd be on the subway all the time. But That's amazing, um, though. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I feel One, like I find, two, three. I'm like, ooh, I got my flowers. And it's going to be a series of Black women from around the Toronto who are also artists. Mm-hmm. So feeling all types of ways just be beside yeah. other, like, powerful, empowering, yeah. like, creatives like myself. And, and trust, then, we love to yes. see it. Yes. Yeah. I love going to the TBC <laughs> and being like, oh, look. Oh, look. Look at that. Like, I yeah. love being able to see people who, I, it sounds like a boost, but... I like seeing people who I know have been working forever yes. in public. <laughs> and when you finally see her, like, oh, my gosh, yes. like, wow. I, okay. I'm, like, I'm like getting my chills, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be great. And what I created is like the panels have to represent black excellence. So I'm like, you pick the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be putting words and affirmations and um, values that I came across while growing up in Toronto. I'm yeah. born and raised here. Like, this is my city. And I'm like, wow, I love I love it here. So one panel is going to be uh, photography from, like, almost every station mm-hmm. and, like, little pieces of the city where I've resonated with. And the other panel is going to just be, like, roses and uh, a poem. I think the poem just talks about the circle of life and how we're like working to live and we're trying to break out of that cycle and have our freedom and to just enjoy our lives instead of like paycheck to paycheck or how the rent in Toronto is ridiculous and how it has people in crazy. I've heard some stories. Yeah. Crazy situations. Just for um, living standards. Mm -hmm. 
that's a major social issue right now in Toronto, yeah. I can say, the housing problem. Yeah. And, and, and what I would like to remind people is before 2019, before we had a pandemic, yeah. there were bugs on, bed bugs on the CTC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had someone throwing sh- poop on people. We had a housing crisis. We mm-hmm. had opioid crisis. I'm pretty sure Jammer was getting sued for something along the lines of. There was a lot of things that were happening before the pandemic that swept under the rug. I, I don't think there was something under the rug. I don't think so. I don't want to get to conspiracy theory they're on you on now. It, but like, they I don't want to get to conspiracy theory okay. on you. But when you look at what was happening um, in certain like private markets when it comes to housing, mm-hmm. when you start looking at what was happening from 2016, 2017 on, it doesn't look um, encouraging, I would say, for corporations who also influence how people live their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the biggest corporations were involved in certain things. Um, they own certain properties now that have shifted people out of their living quarters and they couldn't afford to live there mm-hmm. anyway, right? Um, and some of it is really good things, really good opportunities. But in the meantime, the yeah. people who were hopefully just catching themselves, right, yeah. went for about two to three years of being unseen or having this focus on them that was so laser focused that the issues surrounding them weren't being addressed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to see that. We're going to see that bubbling. It's this be winter? City. Oh. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> This winter, y'all see intensity is going to be times three. As I was mentioning, I've been working with the homeless and it just keeps getting worse. I was in, um, what's it called there? Kitchener, Cambridge, whichever one is not poor. Sorry. (laughs) Whichever one is... I don't know. I don't Better know. Over there. Look, which, uh, there's one that Cambridge. Is, okay. Oh. That one, right, had a tent city. Ooh. And like really nice tents, but, right, like parking the, lot the full of people. is there. Like they're live seeing it. It's like, like for me, I really feel like if they actually had affordable units in the city that at least like the middle income or at least the low income folks could at least get a space. But there's actually like as we're working with folks trying to house them, the housing worker is making the list and it's like 1800, 1900. Yeah. For and bachelors. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. A, a half a window, no balcony. Like yeah. they're getting like really, I've like seen these units and I'm going to these places. I'm hearing nightmares about yeah. people trying to get housing. And the living conditions of themselves. And it's absolutely yeah. disgusting. Like, you're getting a basement for like fifteen hundred, and the basement and the people still come down there to do the laundry and yeah, yeah, yeah. Your space and everything. Like I'm hearing too much, and I'm like, yeah, this is getting out of hand. Yeah, if they just gave us some more affordable units, yeah. or um, Toronto housing gets more units yeah. or more. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I, know. I think it'll have I to know. be one of those things where we kind of. I think people should obviously have their goals and desires, yes. right? But we might have to let go a bit of ego when it comes to getting that yeah um i understand really clearly being in my 30s um right coming from uh first generation uh canadian i understand that the likelihood of certain things for me is less right Mm -hmm. but i think there's a part of your brain that has to go yep like you just have to just let go all the labels and the things that have been attributed to you just kind of have to just drop it sometimes and be yeah. like okay 
take advantage, call your bank, call your accountant, like call these people that you pay to figure be out there the to plan. figure it out. Right. <laughs> like and when Dawn or whoever, right, when they answer the phone, right, talk to them, get their extension and call Dawn every week. Like mm-hmm. she's waiting for your call. She gets paid to help you. Yeah. Right. The bank like access those services that are here them. to help you. Yeah. Like. Oh my gosh, the amount of people like every day at the center, I'd be like, did you know they have this opportunity there? And they're like, yeah. I know, but it's not for me. And I'm like, you didn't even read the paper. Yet. Yeah. Like you're already rejecting the yeah. option that might be an accessible <laughs> okay. path for you yeah. before not even acknowledging what it might be. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So a, a part of it, I think, is also kind of having confidence yourself, self-esteem, all these like fancy words we have towards it. But I think there has to be like this guidance portion, right? Yeah. It has to be like this in-between of... Letting go of ego, being realistic with your surroundings, mm-hmm. making those smart goals and having that like activation behind it. Yes. And in all transparency, a whole lot of prayer. Like I think that also mm-hmm. is a lot to do with it. Yes. Just sitting with yourself, with God and just allowing for you to be used as appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a privilege in me being able to say that. Like I recognize that me being able to say that and be able to do that is a privilege on its own, but you got to find where you're at, like as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of self-reflection. And um, again, I don't feel like a lot of people like take that time to do that. Um, Again, I'm always journaling in my journal. I hold self-reflection pages, organization pages, goals pages yeah. <laughs> like there's a page for everything to be honest yeah. um if you just map it out and look at it it might just become clearer to you so yeah thank you for everything that you shared today thank you for having me no of course of course before we kind of you know do our final set of wrap-ups um i do want you to please if you don't mind maybe share an affirmation or a mantra that you're using right now um i bought some books right and usually so before we've used chalkboard we've used paper but today i said you know what rare wants oil pastels (laughs) and graph paper i actually might so we do a little art thing i'm not that type of artist i am not a drawing art that's not in the skill set oh sorry but i'll try it okay thank you (laughs) i appreciate it okay so they're just don't get on your dress just they're oil pastels It'd be like that sometimes. Sorry. (laughs) That's I always have pens in my bag. My purses and the purses inside the purse just have pen on everything. I'd be cashing out people make me look like I'm some type of weird. I'm like (laughs) bag lady. Yeah, I'm like (laughs) you're like. Yeah. So just think about an affirmation or a mantra or a couple of words that hold to you that you want to share you said some amazing things today and if i you know could remember everything i would remind you but what comes to you take a second i was gonna put down self-care very rare but that's just a a motto (laughs) more more than a mantra actually yeah i got some all right and you chose the color green nope black yeah? Okay. So I'm obviously <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> 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 
So what'd you say you're going to write? Self-care. Oh, We're no. Rare. Self-love is the best love. Self-love is the best love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so like I, that. Yeah. I was found uh, <laughs> as the the young black girl in, in the these white schools growing up. I didn't, like, my perception of beauty yeah. was a little off. Like, I will always yeah. straighten my hair. I have, like, really nice hair and everything, mm-hmm. but... These kids would always touch my hair and I, it would make me uncomfortable and I would always straighten it just so I could look like them and like yeah. fit in. And I never even fit in anyway. I really never fit in. Yeah. Primary it's school, impossible. middle school. It was, I was like, yo, I'm definitely not like them. I think that's like one thing <laughs> truly like as I'm getting older is that you maybe you don't even realize how much you've internalized when you're a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're probably one of a handful of like black children in a classroom, right? Growing up in Canada, you don't really realize how it affects you until you're older, right? It's not that you were ever ugly, right? No. You were never ugly. It's just like you're the standard of beauty um, that you're that you thought you're being judged against. Yeah, it's not for you to attain. I ain't going no hair, a little piggy head. <laughs> just cornrows and braces, you know. <laughs> No, my mom would always give me these crazy braid ups. Yeah. The worst one was I kind of like McDonald's as a kid. So she gave me an M. <laughs> like literally. And I hit that photo away, y'all. I never go see it. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like 90s Canadian Caribbean early 2000s styles were wild. A lot when of mercy. You think about it. You're like, why did they put so many bobbles in my head? Like, because I were in church talks. I was walking to around school. like, boop, 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 yeah, boop, 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 yeah, like I am the. I no, it's it's good though. It's good, and there's a benefit, right? Like we got like we're dating gold, and we had little bob like bobbles in our hair. We wore church socks. Uh-huh. You, you know, know the funniest thing it's across fine. the street from the center, there's a guy knees lady. Yeah, and she gave me all this, all this gold jewelry, yeah. these bangles. She's like. Amazing. Yeah, you look like a coolie. You need bangles. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're missing. Back in the days, I feel like that was like a signature thing. Yeah, for, like, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's what you got as a baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. the little chain. You got a little bangles. The anklet. Yeah. The, the one the with the little, like, little knot towards the end of it. <laughs> the grape shape but, earrings. Yeah. It was a lifestyle. It was good. <laughs> yeah. And like now as I'm growing up and um, getting older, I love my braid style. Yeah. I love putting my hair in braids. And people, like some people who don't know me, when they meet me with braids and they see me online, they're like, oh my gosh, that's your real hair? You should have just kept it out. I was like, and, and who's going to tie you it tonight? disrespecting the braid up. <laughs> what? And who's going to comb my hair and tie it up tonight? <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, my hair is high maintenance. Don't get it twisted. They'd be drinking on products. Chloride needs to sponsor me. <laughs> Self-love is the best love. So what does self-love mean to you then? Oh, it means taking care of yourself. Okay. Making sure you eat lotion in your skin. Right. Like I invest in my shea butters. Yeah. yeah I like eating my, I like eating good, making sure I have my smoothies, my my sushi. Like I got through college <laughs> eating like, sushi every morning. Sushi Those Asians know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's that high. Protein is. that got me yeah. absorbing the information like SpongeBob. No, it's true. And like, you know those poke bowls? I think that's what it's called. Poke bowls, no? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I saying it wrong? I don't want to be like poke bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I 
say that. I was that. like, am I saying it wrong? I thought in my head, I was like, I don't know. I thought it was like poke bowls. I didn't want to call Is it, it poke bowls. I thought it was pokey. Pokey bowls. <laughs> Yo. Gonna get out of Canadian, but pokey, my English pokey, be awesome. Pokey, right. pokey, pokey, why? <laughs> Finish your self-love is the best love. <laughs> so that's self-love to you. And it's it's different for everyone. And that's what we're talking about. At some point in time in my life, I think it was more so uh, meditation, yoga, uh, connecting mm. with people. At this point in time in my life, it truly is like, okay, make a budget and follow said budget. That's, That's actually it. what it is. Yeah. At th- like at this point in my life. And you have to be really like honest about what it is at this point. Actually, I have a tip for that. Yeah. Like, the best thing you could do is actually make a needs, <laughs> a wants, and a goals list. Okay. What you need, what you actually need. Yeah. When it comes like, to guiding your like budget. Oil, is you mean? Like an oil change for your car. You need to do that or else it ain't going to function. Right. Or you need to get groceries. Yeah. Or you ain't eating. You have to eat. Yeah. And then the want is like... Oh, I want a, I want a new camera, or mm. I need a new car. You hear yourself say, "I need a new car," but yeah. that's a want. It's a want. You want a new It'd car. be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. But do you need it right now? Mm. Ask yourself that, that when you're in the are. store and you're contemplating if you should <laughs> buy it or not. It'll change your budget mm. and your month. I understand what It'll you mean. It'll flow differently depending what on what you, you buy. <laughs> because because that's the thing. Like you're gonna spend the money anyway. Yeah. Right. So having a, a clear of what you're spending your money on. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't draw them. Go to decorate. <laughs> I'm just making a cute. No, heart. it is cute. It's nice. Oh, she says, I don't draw. Let me decorate. Just the heart. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> Self-love is the best love. Self-love is the best love. <laughs> So before we wrap up, can you let us know, like, what is the vision for the future? Ooh, What's next? I actually wrote that down in the five-year plan. So mm-hmm. in the next couple of months. Yeah, share so, what you want to share. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. let me break yeah, it yeah, down, yeah. but I'll break it down, down. <laughs> feel me? Um, I do want to create some more books. So the okay. sequel to my first book, Rare's World, will be Rare's Growth. So I'm taking some time to really reflect on all of the progress I've actually made and actually putting it into story form. So the sequel will be short stories from my actual life, um, poetry and photography. And then the first book, if you guys aren't sure, is just um, photography and poetry um, from growing up in Toronto. And where would you be able to find Rare's World? Ooh, so because I'm rare and... I'm one of a kind, so divine hard to find. I actually limited the physical copies of the first book. Okay. So if you do want to find it, and if it's still there, I haven't checked their stock, but if it's still there, it'll be a House of Moses in Kensington Market if there's any copies. But if it isn't, hopefully in the future, I I am working on a ebook version um, so people would be able to still access it in that way. Um, And then maybe in the future for accessibility, um, coming up with the audio book for um, the impaired or any folks out there who will want to listen. I love audio books. I recently (laughs) downloaded Audible and currently pay for it. Oh, I love it. I think Audible podcasts are the future. Yeah. Eventually, no one will be able oh, yeah. to see because they're all wearing glasses. And then eventually, <laughs> it'll be like yeah. 
unneeded. Heard, you know, because social media and virtual reality would be actually in our glasses. It's coming real soon. Yeah. I actually had a company yeah. send me glasses like that. Yeah. Yeah. See like, what? For what? It was like cameras. We want to see the, the trees. It was crazy. No, yeah. no. It was like a Snapchat thing where mm-hmm. you could actually like take photos. Yeah. It connects to the app and I could yeah. just tap. I was doing this like inspector yeah. gadget thing. But anyway. And salute to Audible also. Um, this Audible. audio that the, the audio experience of this, you can find that on, on Audible as well. Well, look at that. Tap in, tap in. Don't miss I didn't it. Know that. These are tips hey. for life. <laughs> for life, real life. In our real life. But uh So where would you want to be found? Oh, uh, so my community Instagram is rares.world. So R-A-R-E-S dot world. And personal, if you want to look back into my uh, yearbook of (laughs) memories, you could um, check it out at xo.rare. Yeah, and we're working on a new website um, to drop all these situations i'm bringing up so yeah. um, i hope to run classes actually for children um in storytelling and creativity and things like that i really really like working with children yeah i'm actually contracted to do that next month so find me there sign your kids up holla at me Amazing. i do one-on-one lessons as well let me know what you guys want to learn uh, my newest skills has been cake decorating. I can do two tier cakes. One okay. Tier, just for fun. Like, yeah, nice. But if people want to learn, like, I'll teach them. Um, and my next, I actually want to try DJ. Rare the DJ? I, okay. I bring the vibes to the occasion. I think okay. that would be nice. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's next. Um, not really sure, but mm-hmm. we're just trying new things um, and seeing how it goes. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much, <laughs> multi-talented rare for coming through. Really appreciate it. You shared a lot of knowledge today, a lot of vulnerability with your story as well. So of course, thank you so much. And I uh I'm wishing the best for you as always in the future. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm going for a hug now. <laughs> Bye. Cut. I don't know how this works. We love hip hop.